Our biggest tire sale of the year happening now at Big O Tires. Buy two tires, get two free on select tires in stock. That's two tires free when you buy an alignment and tire protection package. That's 50% off tires at Big O Tires. It's going on now, but it all ends soon. Buy two tires, get two free at all participating Big O Tires. Installation additional plus shop fee of up to 10% of non-discounted retail price, not to exceed $35. Hurry, sale ends Monday, President's Day. It's the day after the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory over the San Francisco 49ers, and we're here to talk about it. Sam Ellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Herbie Teope, and Sam McDowell break down the amazing 31-20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. This conversation started as a Facebook Live and is now a Sportsbeat KC podcast presented by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. Hey, let's keep this introduction short and get right into the conversation. Welcome to Facebook Live, Red Zone Extra. It's a few minutes after the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> it feels like it. It does feel that way. We have been awake for every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so you might have heard uh, Chiefs won the Super Bowl last night, uh, defeating the San Francisco 49ers, 31-20, and we are going to discuss this Super Bowl victory and what it means with... Vahe Gregorian, Sam McGow, Herbie Teope, and Sam Mellinger, all here, all awake, mostly. And guys, the, uh, the first thing I thought of is, as it was becoming apparent that the Chiefs were going to win last night was, well, there goes some story angles for the future. You know, we're, we're, you know, we, how, how many, I've been doing this for five years. You, Sam, you've been covering them longer than anybody. Um, part of the narrative of the Chiefs for, oh, I don't know, five decades, you know, it's been misfortune, just bad luck, bad teams, 50 years worth of a Super Bowl drought, no longer a storyline for these Kansas City Chiefs. It's always there. It always has been, our, you know. Our, just, just a, yeah, just our friend. That, our, it's been our friend. Our uncle got his life together <laughs> last night, and now we got <laughs> And now we got to invite him over again and, and all that stuff. He'll be on his best behavior now. <laughs> there is like, uh, I mean, I guess this always happens if if a team goes that long without winning. We probably said some of the similar things in 2015. But it's just like the, 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 the difference of old Chiefs, you know, where it was just something just really creative is, is how they're going to break your heart. To new Chiefs, you know, down 24 and then win by, what, 21 or whatever? Right, right. You know, uh, in, in the division round, 20, down, right, 20. down 10, yeah, won by 11. Uh, down 10 in the Super Bowl, won by 11 in the Super Bowl. And it's not that surprising. Like, you know, like down 10 with nine minutes left, you're like, ah, I still got the quarterback. <laughs> you know, uh, if they can keep him clean a little bit, and, you know, he'll, he'll figure it out. You make, oh, go, good. Go ahead. Okay, good, sorry. Quick, just quick to your point, had the, had the Chiefs lost any of the last three games, you know, the way the other their opponents did, you know, had they had these leads, yeah, a twenty-four nothing lead, hundred percent, you know, it. I think we would have seen the reappearance of some form of one of the headlines you had over your story when they lost to the Titans. <laughs> yeah, which tell me that one again. Uh, the Chiefs lost to the Titans because they're the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that was in play. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not just that, but I mean, look like um, 
I, I always have this in mind that like we, you know, not just us, but I think fans and other media, like oversimplification is just a thing that happens, right? Um, so it's not just the quarterback, like there's a lot of other stuff that, that happened as well. But I swear to God, it feels like if they had a reg, you know, like a normal quarterback, they would have lost maybe all three of these games. For a lot of reasons, right? I mean, yeah. including the very thing you said a minute ago, which was it's 8.53 left, the ball's getting kicked back to them. Your, your anxiety level's a little different if you think this is a guy who might get you a touchdown in a minute or two. I mean, yeah. we still were kind of thinking that drive was unraveling, un yeah. unfurling a little slowly, but, yeah. but you just do things differently because you know you have yeah. that. It, and, and then, of course, you also have that capability. Well, and, and a, a drive that was um, unfurling slowly, uh, and, and they still scored in 240 right. because he throws this ridiculous back foot 55 yards in the air throw down to Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's just... On third and 15. Yeah, he just unlocks... You know, I'm not a video game guy, but he just, like, unlocks, like, stages that, that other teams aren't, you know, aren't worthy of, of having. Well, let me take this moment to uh, invite you to send your questions and comments, and we'll, we'll get to as many of them as we can. Um, and to thank our sponsor, Big O Tires, for... Um, not only for today's sponsorship, but all... They've been with us all season. It's been... Uh, it's been terrific uh, working with Big O Tires on this. Uh, but I'll, I'll play a little bit of a contrarian here. Um, those previous comebacks in the AFC playoffs happened before halftime. Right. Chiefs were like showing off last night. Yeah, oh, down 10, <laughs> eight minutes to go. Yeah, sure. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I wasn't there. I was, I was rationalizing the defeat, you know, yeah. with eight minutes to go. I, I know you were writing it. I was writing stuff. Herbie, that the, the magic of Patrick Mahomes ran out. That was my lead. <laughs> I actually started to write one sentence about the possibility, uh, you know, with the other 1,500 words about the idea they were going to win. And then it was like, huh, 44-yard pass. Yeah. I don't know. Just at, at that moment, really at that moment, don't you start thinking. Okay. Oh, I stopped writing at that moment. And you asked Blair because Blair was sitting next to me. Was, yeah, yeah, it's time to watch the game. Whereas <laughs> that moment, the second interception, um, I think you, you, yeah. you're, you're like, this is just, isn't going to happen. 12 minutes, to, about 12 minutes to go is yeah, when yeah. the second interception happened. Something we haven't seen yeah. only one other time in his career that he'd thrown as many as two in a game. And in that game, he also added six touchdown passes. The, uh, the thing that stuck out to me is there were so many of those moments that we would be writing about that fits into this Chiefs timeline of the past 50 years. We'd say... Everything was, was setting up perfectly for, <laughs> for them until Patrick Mahomes dislocated his knee. And you, then you'd be, you'd be pointing at that and right, say, right. That, was, that was the Chiefs moment that we're used to. Or it'd be one of, the, one of these comebacks. You know, they, 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 got, they had a pump blocked and they had so many things go wrong against the Texans, but one guy leads them back to it. And then, then, then Mahomes has, I think through three quarters, arguably the worst game of his yep. career, we were, we were going to say. And he still leads them back. We were looking up, what's his worst passing yards? Yeah, yeah we, were, we were there. I, that, I, that is the difference. Like, the, the, these other comebacks, he wasn't playing poorly. And he was not just, he was missing passes and all that stuff. I mean, just like, kind of basic passes that... He was. You know, that not just he makes, but... Underthrown, thrown Average quarterbacks guys. make. Yeah, yeah, But, and also, the line was not giving him a chance to play well. Yeah. Especially, especially up the middle. middle. Right, yeah. especially you gotta, middle. I think... You got to give a lot of credit to the 49ers here. I think that their their defensive coordinator is a stud, and yeah. he came in there with a plan. And I know Sam here mentioned it at our poolside uh, Facebook Live edition last week that that interior defense can really get after the quarterback, and that's what they were doing. They were rattling him inside there. 
But they, they figured out a way to, they figured out the puzzle. Both rallying and making it so he, it wasn't just like, you know, he was seeing shadows. I mean, he had to, sorry, he had to respond to it. I mean, he, he, he had to do things that he doesn't normally have to do. And the coverage was really, you might have just said this, but the coverage was also really good at times. For all that, though, he just threw some bad balls. I, I'd never yeah. seen him misthrow as many passes in a game. Especially as he the did one interception was, the interception was just right off the The interception was just a bad decision. I mean, he, like yeah. he, he said, he goes, I, I think I hit him between the five and the four in the chest. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to just try to throw to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He thought because he was rolling out that he'd bring the linebacker with him, and it, it just didn't happen, and he still threw the pass anyway. And then the second one, he's intentionally trying to throw the ball a tad behind Tyreek Hill because – the safety is charging on that play. He knows Tyree Kill is going to get crushed if he leads him. So he tries to throw a little bit behind him, but he throws late and throws behind him, and that combination leads to maybe a catchable ball for Tyree Kill. We've seen him catch it before, but enough for him to bobble it and, and throw an interception. A ball that could have been caught, but but really, I mean, it, it was it's the bad pass that caused yeah, it. It's still yeah. on Mahomes, I mean, that yeah. interception. Olin Holland asks, should uh, Damian Williams been the MVP, an award that went to Patrick Mahomes? I was thinking about Damian Williams till till the time the announcement came. Um, he was he was pretty important in this game. I what, thought what, he was, too. Herbie thought it was a runaway with No, with then, I, I, for full transparency purposes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was one of 16 members mm. out of all the people that were covering that game. Olin? We're only to, telling you for transparency purposes. <laughs> to have a vote in the, in the most valuable player. And, and the, my rationale behind that is simply this. That, that comeback does not happen without Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Damian Williams had that long touchdown run, and he scored on that five-yard touchdown pass, but it was Patrick Mahomes who led the comeback, and that's the reason I, I was saying in my head, this, this game, the Chiefs do not win this game without Patrick Mahomes. That's why I voted for Mahomes. I, look, I think the rationale is... is on, totally on. I mean, I, if it came down to me being a voter, I would have voted that way. But I think Damien Williams was right in the argument. And yeah. I, I don't know that he got as much thought as he maybe could have. Either it, one of them would have been fine. Yeah. yeah, the thing that impressed me the most is even though Mahomes did have two interceptions, he still had two touchdown passes in the critical stages of the game. And he also rushed for a touchdown. The Chiefs scored 21 points in that third, excuse me, that fourth quarter. Quarter. And, and it was all led by... Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, hell, uh, nine, eight minutes. I mean, when they took, I think, 8.53 was eight, the time. when yep, they 8.53, 2.40 to score a touchdown, right? right? Is that what it was? And then they get the ball back less than After a minute later. three and out, and one of those plays was Chris Jones batting down a pass, the first of two straight series in which he did that, which was huge. He was dominant. Did the 49ers right. throw all three plays on that three and out? No, I don't think so. Maybe I they ran once. One, yeah, I think so. Um, but that, look, that was... That was as huge as anything, obviously. I mean, if they don't get the ball back in a workable time frame, yeah. I mean, two, 249 first downs there, it changes everything. I, I thought it was bizarre they were passing in that situation yeah. at all on second down. And I also thought it took them too long to, um, to establish a couple there. Like, Raheem Moser was, to me, their best uh, weapon against the Chiefs, and he did not even carry the ball until the second quarter in that game. And I, I think Shanahan's a great play designer. I mean, he, he had the Chiefs off balance for a couple of drives there, but um, I, I thought he missed some opportunities early in the game and late in the game that he's probably regretting. Another missed opportunity. I still don't know what the heck they were doing the last two minutes of the first half. I, I, we, three were, timeouts. we were saying at the time. I thought both coaches were screwing that. That I don't understand calling timeouts with uh, with 19 seconds. Like the risk-reward of which just is what, getting Which is a, what the Chiefs did. Yeah, just getting a, a potential punt return, uh, that's not worth the risk. 
But Shanahan could have called timeout with a minute and a half left and yeah, given himself two, that, two yeah. timeouts in a two-minute drill. Yeah. Just a complete lack of confidence in your quarterback. I think what's interesting here is throughout the week leading to the Super Bowl, we kept hearing about, Andy Reid, what did you learn from your first Super Bowl experience? And I think some people tend to forget that Kyle Shanahan was on that Falcons team that blew that 28-3 lead against the Patriots. And, and the reason they lost that game was, for some reason or another, they abandoned the run and they started throwing the ball. And I'm sitting there watching the game last night. This is like watching that Super Bowl again. Why are you getting away from what makes you what you are? And the 49ers are a running team. And in that fourth quarter, they, I don't know why they were passing. I don't know if you guys heard it because everybody spent time in the Chiefs, either locker room or the risers where the players were, but I was listening to the San Francisco uh, post game, and they, they, of course, going back to the final two minutes of the first half, big question for them was the non-pass interference, or I'm sorry, the offensive oh, pass yeah. interference yeah. Yeah. on George Kittle on a play that really would have set up 44 yards. Yeah. Yeah. In great position inside the ten, with enough time maybe to take a shot at the end zone yeah. before kicking a field goal, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe no timeouts left. I want to say they're like ten, nine, ten seconds left. Maybe. They might have had a shot at the end zone yeah, before kicking a short a field play. goal. Yeah, um, they killed the half. Yeah, they so, took a knee. Yeah. So what? Uh, what was? Did we agree with the call? What did we? We, well, we discussed the call. We, McDowell and I are going to just keep our mouths shut because we both uh, squawked about it and thought it was a weak call I at the time. You might have said it too. I, I can't remember, but but we got just hammered just on Twitter. People on, saying yeah. they don't know what game we're seeing. I, I I never saw an angle that made me feel like that's back, a definite penalty. I went back and watched the TV version. I still think it's a soft call. Yeah. And what somebody had actually played it side by side with the Kyle Rudolph call that was not called in New Orleans, and. Rudolph pushes off way more than George Kittle does in, in the play last night. Uh, Vasu Real, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, lives in 49ers country. They're pretty upset about the, uh, the Kittle call. Uh-huh. Owen Johnson stayed up late last night hoping to catch you guys after the game. Sorry about that, Owen. Uh, I'm, glad you, you, I'm glad you woke up early enough to, to catch us today. Thank you, Owen. Yep. Kyle Coffey, good morning, A-team. That was outstanding because it showed the same resolve the team has showed all year. I think so, yep. especially especially in the playoffs. Yep. Can, um, can I say something about the pass interference call? Yeah, please do. I, I think this highlights a problem in the National Football League. Okay, you, you have the the you have the capability to review pass interferences, and the reason why you did that was because of the debacle that happened last year. Everybody knows what happened last year, but throughout this season, what we think is pass interference is not pass interference. So what we think is not pass interference should be pass interference. I don't even know if they reviewed that because it happened under the two minutes. Yeah. I didn't see anybody question Al River on. I didn't right. see a pool report on that. So I don't know what the league thinks about it. But the bottom line is I think that rule needs to go away they, they posted because they on, just don't do anything. They posted on Twitter that it was the correct call that he pushed off, and that's why they didn't review it. But to me, they put themselves, to your point, under the microscope this year by making that play reviewable. Now all of a sudden we're looking at those plays with, with you know even more analysis because – I think all of us were surprised that they didn't at least take a look at it last night. And now it's like, you think that definitively about that call that you're not even going to take a second look at it? And they show the replays in the stadium, and of course the 49ers fans are just beside themselves yeah. booing. Both of them. So. I didn't mean to get you off track. <laughs> no, no, no not at all. Uh, Ron Hohenstein, again, uh, forgive <laughs> if I'm mispronouncing, after the 235 mark of the third quarter, defense threw a shutout. Defense not nearly getting enough credit, held the Niners to 20 points. I can remember turning to somebody last night, it was you, or, um, Sam, that 
you know, when it was 20 to 17, I think, um, mm -hmm. when he made it 2017, I, I said, this is where Steve, this is why you hire Steve Spagnuolo yeah. right here, right yeah. now. This is where you have to get the stop. Yeah. And they sure did. For the second straight series, they get the stop. And we, you know, we talked about what the 49ers were doing on offense, probably not smart, but, but again, Chris Jones bats down the pass. The defense plays great. And that's what, that's what changed this team. Offense actually statistically was, you know, took a step, little step back this yeah. year. The defense took a step up, and over the last second half of the season, last six games of the regular season and throughout the playoffs, it's fantastic. It, yeah. It, yeah. Right. Well, it's not just like why you hire Spagnola, but it's why you live with the first four, six, eight, yes. whatever it was, games of, you know, some growing pains. And um, look, some of this is just like game specific or whatever, but it's interesting at least that the stars showed up. Like Chris Jones was flat out dominant late in that game, batting passes yeah. down. And he, he was even though the stat sheet doesn't show it. Oh, he, yeah. yeah, he was beating dudes up. Uh, Frank Clark, I saw this stat: um, five sacks in the postseason. First guy with five sacks in a postseason since Von Miller. I didn't know that. You remember how dominant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clark yeah. had five sacks. Was. The, he had one um, last. He yeah. had the, the one at the end of the game. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Had, just, so that was the one at the very end, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I thought Tyron Matthew um, didn't have a pick six. Sorry, Vahe. All uh, year long. But, uh, <laughs> I thought he played really well. As well. Like I, I thought he was where he needed to be. Um, and this is a play mm -hmm. that he probably wouldn't even consider a highlight. But we were t we talked about it in real time. They had a run down the left sideline yeah. where he got knocked on his ass. <laughs> he yeah. basically got pancaked, stood up, made the tackle. You know, like there's just sort of a... You know, stick to itiveness, as they say. Well, it makes um, you think of his 64 yard run to, to who did he run down on the one play in, uh, was it against Titans? No, Texans, when he ran down to Sean. Frank oh, Clark? Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Yeah. I was talking about Tyron. Oh. Either way. Make <laughs> <laughs> some more coffee. The other run where he <laughs> ran more coffee. 58 yards. <laughs> you want me to get another cup? Uh, there were, there we're were on three, to Tyron, sorry. There were three straight plays that Tyron made on that drive, that being the first one, yeah. that probably don't stand out to people because they were all 49ers plus plays. Yeah. I think first down plays where he was the last line of defense last and guy, he makes yep. all three tackles. Yeah, missed one on of those and it's a completely yeah. different game. Can I just take a minute to say I really appreciate the polite blank stare when I... Look, Danny Raven said there was uh, no doubt it was offensive pass interference. Don't know what you guys were looking at. Okay, yes. yeah, we'll go with that. That, mm. that, that makes sense. Either way. And yeah. it, we, we might have mentioned this too, but you know, Chris Jones, the other big play Chris Jones had, I mean, he, he set things in motion on the first Garoppolo interception. Oh, him, him and, uh, and then uh, Penel, 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 yeah. Yeah. But Chris yeah, yeah. Jones Absolutely. got him off balance, and then Penel came in and then just... Right. Yep. All right, Sam, you were, um, you were in the locker room after the game. The rest of us were around the players that were outside the locker room, but you went in the locker room, and um, that makes you maybe, maybe not, the only media member that was inside the locker room in 2015 when the Royals won, and <laughs> this year when the Chiefs won. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it's a happy locker room. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs locker room, if we're going to compare, was uh, more sober. Like, <laughs> just like literally. <laughs> Blood alcohol content was much lower uh, than the Royals. But it, it, was, um, it was really cool. I'm glad I went in there. It, 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 it's a big room, first of all. Um, and it felt like there were like different neighborhoods, you know, when you walk in there. Because like, uh, 
God bless the NFL staffer that was trying to shut down the Chris Jones interview. <laughs> like he just kept. All right, last question. All right, last one. Nope. What do you got? You know, he just that guy wanted to talk, and you know, and it look like he he's in the heat of the moment. It's the accomplishment of his, I'll just say professional life, but he might say personal life as well. I don't know, uh, but certainly the accomplishment of his professional life. And he's talking about long term. He's talking about we're going to build an effing dynasty and all this stuff. I mean, he's. That's where his mind is. I mean, that, that was a guy, and we knew that, right? Like, he showed up to training camp on time when he easily could have held out. And we know how much guys like training camp, right? Um, and, and he had an easy excuse um, not to show up. So he was bought in. Um, you see, like, kind of, I think it was the DBs, maybe a couple of receivers, uh, like, dancing. They all got their phones out, like, yeah. taking videos of themselves dancing. Um, Travis Kelsey has the, the, the trophy in another corner. He's taking turns posing with it. Uh, you know, Tyron Matthew was in, you know, uh, like a corner of the locker room talking about a dinner that he had with Brett Veach and Patrick Mahomes right after signing where they were talking about like, this, you know, th- this is not the prize, this contract. This is going to be a three-year run, a five-year run, you know, maybe more. Um, Traverius Ward, my guy, um, talking about like this is the, the happiest moment of life, like started crying. He talked about everything he's been through from you know, being depressed in training camp and, and wanting to quit, wanting to this. trade. <laughs> um, you know, there, there were just like all these different, Brett Veach losing his voice and having to go grab a Gatorade because he needs to tell you like, and he's like, he, I mean, he's just going hoarse and he goes, sorry guys. And he steps away and everybody's like, okay, cool. You know, like go celebrate. You're the GM of the world champions. He goes, he goes, no, keep rolling. And he just grabs like this orange Gatorade. He's like, sorry, I just trying to help my voice a little bit. I mean, that, it was just like every emotion I think that, that maybe you would have expected maybe a little bit more. I mean, it was just everywhere. They're, they're, they were all feeling it. How about, uh, can you give us a little rendition of Kelsey's uh, version of his song? <laughs> yeah, he did change it. The, uh, the Beastie Boys that, uh, has he been doing that before the AFC Championship? I'm worried that I didn't know that he had, if he has, but I have no evidence of him doing it before. I mean, maybe he always did yeah. it. They played that song during games, but right. I never heard him yeah. sort of do it like that. But now it's uh, Fight for Your Right to... Lombardi. The update. Yeah, clever. The update. Well done. Colby Rapp has a great observation. Great job all year, guys. <laughs> Colby! <laughs> Hell yeah. My man! That is some insight. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you click the like on? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Colby. <laughs> um, says he can't wait to stay up late Thursday, April 23rd. Just for Brett Veach to trade the 32nd pick for a team trying to move up and get a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but that does bring us, and we'll talk more about that, I think, this week. Um, What's in store for the Chiefs uh, beyond this now? And we've just spent some time talking about Chris Jones. He's he's a a piece of the puzzle for For the Chiefs. Uh, But to hear him... Uh, last night, I kind of can't believe he wouldn't be part of the future. He really wants to. The Chiefs want him. I mean, that, that, that is a mutual and I believe sincere thing. It, it, like last year, I think the Chiefs saw it as we're going to give Frank the contract that, that Chris Jones wants because Frank was in Chris Jones' situation a year before. Right. Yeah. Let's see Chris go through that and then, you know, maybe he'll get the contract. I mean, it's at some point, and Brett said it the other day, right? Like at some point, you run out of money. Like the salary cap exists. And you can only kick the can so far down the road, uh, but I, I do believe, you know, this is what they promote. I always like, am I just buying it, or are we being naive? But I really do believe those guys genuinely like each other. If you're on that team, why the hell would you not want to stay together? You just won the freaking Super Bowl. Well, I and mean, you're saying whether we're naive or not. I mean, the result now says 
doesn't matter. I mean, th this is the group that can win a Super Bowl, right. and now you absolutely do everything you can to, yeah. to you know, keep, keep what you can and, and yeah. fill in where you can. And, and they don't have guys, I'm sorry, Herbie, but they, they don't have guys, maybe I'm forgetting about somebody, but they, they don't have guys that you think, ooh, if we keep them, is this going to be a year too long? Are they at that age? Are they at that point in their careers? I mean, like, you know, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, I mean, these... Chris Jones is what twenty five. Yeah, they're all in their prime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're still at worst going like this, and, right. and and most of them are going like this. The quarterback's twenty freaking four. And how do you not want to play with that guy? Yeah. I mean, how do you not want to be part of the <laughs> right. guy who he's twenty four now and he's already been the MVP of the regular season, the Pro Bowl MVP, and now a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. He's won all the MVPs the NFL gives <laughs> out. And he's done it in three years and he played only two of them. Yeah. So youngest player ever to win the MVP yeah. regular season MVP and have a Super Bowl yeah. title. Yeah. yeah. Those those Dan Maria there, there was a, a headline, I think it was a New York Daily News, maybe it was Newsweek or something. It was like is Patrick Mahomes doomed to be Dan Marino? And as a, first of all, yeah. it's, it's like a funny yeah. thing yeah. to say. Like Dan Marino yeah. was like a first ballot, <laughs> right? You know, right. Yeah. All -timer, he was but. on the field as one of hundred greatest <laughs> yeah. players of all time. Yeah. That's, doomed. That's the worst case scenario for this guy, and and, and he just squashed that. Yeah. Like, uh, by the way, he's accomplished so many things that this was an actual question in the news conference with him this morning. And Patrick, I think, had sort of a he was a little bit of a daze, maybe from being up too long, too late. But he kind of looked at the question, just, just smiled. The question was, do you think you have any more left in you? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Who asked that? Yeah. I forgot. I, I so, to, somebody from the other side of the Okay, group. all right. Local <laughs> media was on one side. It was a national media person. Oh, and the question really, it really was kind of phrased like that. Like, yeah. you know, do, do you think you have any, anything more you can, you can <laughs> He's 24. You should have said, he's really? Got a shot. I think there's more ahead for him. There's, there's been a couple times where he's been tested. Can you reply? reply rudely to a question do you have that in you <laughs> yeah um yeah what, what i was going to say though just to kind of relate back to the royals when the royals won you knew that that window was closing because there is no salary right. cap Great in point. baseball these guys were going away you knew that the the money was going to price the royals out of it here yeah. with the salary cap the window is as long as mahomes is here i think and he's 24 years old well, with the quarterback and you yeah, have to get creative. With, keep sorry, you have to get creative with a lot of contracts too. I mean, think about my last count. The Chiefs are. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves no. here, but what's going to happen in three weeks is going to set up what happens next month, and that's free agency. But the Chiefs have twenty players scheduled to be unrestricted free agents. And of course, Jones tops the list. Right. But that's a lot of key and, pieces, and, and some yeah, and some important ones too, yep. I mean, including both backup quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as uh, we, we mentioned earlier, that's a decision the Chiefs are going to have to make. Is who yep. they're going to have to I mean, back. You could just pick somebody off for a high school squad mid-season, though. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a former Dolphin, too. So that's right. right. It is uh, some guys, like Chris Jones gets the most shine or whatever of, of, of the UFAs, but, um, you know, it's Bashad Breeland, yeah, Kendall, Breeland. Fuller, Kendall I mean, Fuller, Mike Pinnell, I think. I mean, Wisniewski. Yeah, there's some guys. Yeah, there's yeah. some good guys. Pinnell there, right? says he'd like to be back, but I don't think there's been a lot of communication yet between, between that, those That'll parties. pick up in three weeks. Yeah. All right. So, again, we're gonna, I think we're going to spend some time talking about this yeah. later, later in the week. Uh, John Stewart asks, um, uh, asks about the team's psyche going into next season, winning a title, and uh, and how that would affect the team, you know, mentally going into a next season. We've seen it both ways. If you if you're the Patriots, you've you've got the heart and soul of a champion, and they they roll every year. But I also think about teams that got, won it and then didn't, you didn't hear from them again. Sure. Or 
Tampa Bay, when the Bucks won theirs. Eagles have you know trended downward since winning theirs three years ago. Um, but I think we just kind of established, especially if Mahomes gets his way and this team stays together, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see them um, regressing to a point where, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot. I just think that they, this team is now built to, to, to sustain this for yeah. a while. Beyond the talent, what really stood out to me in Patrick Mahomes' press conference last night was he was asked three times about, can this team build a dynasty? And I think a normal guy would probably be like, I'm just trying to enjoy this first one tonight. He answered it all three times. Mm-hmm. Basically to the fact that we've got a good thing here as long as we, we keep players, we keep coach. And I, I know that the talent of the quarterback matters more than anything else in the NFL does. But I also think that the attitude of the quarterback matters a lot here. A, and he okay. has this sort of uncanny ability to already be thinking about what's next. Very quick aside about that. And I, 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 I thought about this in the last day or so that I forgot. Do we have any sense of whether he's getting knee surgery? Is he going to get that thing cleaned up? I think it typically happens right after the season ends. All these players who have had ailments that need minor procedures, and I use minor procedures because there's really nothing minor about yeah. sticking a knife in you, yeah. <laughs> but it's like most of them will go through some type of surgical procedures, but we don't know if it's going to happen, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he did. So I, I was told by some doctors when we initially went through that injury that you're going to have to have surgery at some point or you play with an elevated risk of the re-injury. If you go in there and have surgery, then that elevated risk is gone. Um, but we all know that they got lucky on exactly what the structure was like of the knee when they went in there. And I have been told that they, he might be able to, to avoid it this offseason. They think it's looking pretty good. Beth Welsh weighs in. She wants to know how's the coffee. Uh, I would say I'm out. I'm empty. Not as good as the Arrowhead coffee. (laughs) 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 The Arrowhead Brewing Company. (laughs) Um, Hey, uh, we haven't we we, we've talked a lot about the the players here. We haven't talked about Andy Reid. Let's uh, let's just all sit back and watch by. Give him give him his monologue. (laughs) Jill, can you turn the camera? (laughs) Tilt it to right here. No, look. I mean, we look. The the thing is about Andy, right? He, he's the guy everybody wanted to say can't win the big one, and you know I think we all recognize that the difference between being a, a, a really good coach and a great coach it's 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 a little bit sometimes if you get the magic unicorn, it's a little bit if you get some bounces, it's a little bit if you've been here before and know what to do with it. Um, I think anybody who's been around Andy knows that he's sort of always trying to add to his arsenal, whether it's just new plays or replenishing everything. And so uh, he was obviously a sentimental favorite to win after after all the influence he's had on so many people. And so it's great great to see it for him. I mean, I I I, I think uh, I, now paves the way for him to do more. I really do. I think I think there's this sense of not the four-minute mile, right, but, but something like that. Like once something gets broken, it, it looks a little different um, once you break through. and So we'll see, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he and the Chiefs win a couple more Super Bowls in his yeah. you know, remaining career, whatever that might be. I think he'll – we've talked about this before. I think he's, he'll go as long as the quarterback goes. What, what, was the, what was the comment he made? Today? And that's a good point because he was asked that question today. Andy, you're 61. How much longer do you think you're going to do this? And he said, I really haven't thought about that that, is, that much. But, there comes that phrase, but 
I've got a quarterback here. He keeps me young. <laughs> I mean, as long makes as I'm, it easy. Yeah, it yeah. makes it easy for me, and I get to go to work every day knowing I'm going to work with this guy. Yeah. Mahomes is making Reed younger. And Andy's going to try and clone himself or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, gonna... why would you leave this situation? No, yeah. Right. Which, and look, I think about all the things in Andy's life. I mean, life, when he's, when he's had you know, unimaginably hard times, he turned to football. So now, I mean, football is yeah. not only just you know, his, his vocation. I mean, it's, it's, it's really in, in his veins. To give you an idea how much he's loved, I mean, and you think about when fans start chanting your name. We, we certainly heard it the AFC Championship game. We heard it again last night. Andy, Andy, You're Andy. Right. I was, when, yeah. when, when I heard, first heard that chant, I was thinking, are they doing MVP? No. Andy, yeah. Andy. That's, he was, yeah. th that's who every, and then the, the, the um, again, the, the, the um, the tweets that Pete put together from yeah. all over the sports, well, not yeah. just football, sports yeah. world, yeah. congratulating Andy Reid was pretty cool. Incredible Even the amount of players that it, mentioned it, him last night. Yeah, Nobody yeah. went through that podium setup or the, the riser setup without mentioning Andy Reid. Well, it was a neat thing that you pointed out. Sam McDowell and I were breaking down game film afterwards. Actually, Sam was showing me something on his screen, and it was the scene surrounding Andy afterwards, yeah. which was it was hard to tell from the naked eye up, up upstairs, but... It was almost like a receiving line waiting to get to him. Just I mean, so people many were just people are swarming and surrounding him. him. There was a focal yeah. point. You don't have focal points in these kind of events usually. Yeah. It was, was incredible how many people were, were trying to just get a split second with, with him after the game. Yeah, it's, it's little doubt. There's little doubt that he's beloved around the league. And then, of course, his influence on the league, and especially the players, really stands out. I, I think to me, like I'm sitting there in Andy Reid's press conference, former Eagles quarterback Coy Detmer sends me a text. As I'm saying, I showed it. Yeah, yeah, I showed yeah that's cool. He's like, God, it's so good to see him up there. And I mean, that's, that's the kind of influence that he has. And even Roger Goodell this morning, when he introduced him, when he says, he, you know, he's got the Super Bowl, excuse me, he had the Super Bowl championship. Now he's, you know, he's, he's really at that next level. So you can no longer say he's a coach and can't win the big one. He won the big one. And it's he a, deserved it. I, it's a really, I've always believed this. Like, I mean, he, he, he's a smart coach and... He's good at designing plays and innovation and staying fresh and all that stuff. But the, I don't think you feel what you said with the tweets or, you know, getting random texts from people that, that worked for him however many years ago. That's just, like, how he treats people, yeah. um, which is behind the scenes. We know, like, the NFL is obviously, like, a hyper-competitive business. And guys can – egos can get in the way, and you can take a shortcut here, there, whatever, and, and think that just to get to Tuesday, you know, just to get to the next day. But I think if you do that, you don't get this kind of reaction from, from people that you yeah. work for. I think this is the reaction of people that have seen him away from the cameras, away from all that stuff, just how he treats people, how he operates, that, that he looks out for others when maybe he doesn't have to. I think that's why you see all this stuff. That, that, also, that also speaks to one of his strengths that I think is underrated, which is there's not problems in the locker room like you hear yeah. among what 29 other NFL teams throughout a season sometimes. And yeah. there's a lot of talented guys here a lot of talented guys on the offense who probably want the ball a lot more than they get it, and somehow he massages that and, and makes it work. Probably something that we don't talk about enough just because it hasn't become a problem. One of the things, you, you hit on this, but it, it was in, in really uh, um, um, captivating way he said it the other day. I was speaking with Dee Ford, and he, he talked about that, his contact with Andy since, Andy since he was traded, left the Chiefs, and how Andy... Um, is someone who he doesn't treat you well because he needs something from you. I mean, they have this right. feeling that he's it's 
because it's what you do yep. and, and yep. That, that just goes a long way and I think it's completely sincere and I think every phase of his life um, that's what people take away from who Andy is. Yep. Our producer Jill Toyashiba had a great photograph of the celebration on the scene yeah. of Andy yeah, it was. And, um, and we think Spags was in it and, uh, and Mahomes and, yep. yep, and Donovan. It was really cool. Um, Okay, let me run through a few of these really quick. Uh, Tyler Hoffman wants to know how to get one of those papers on the table there. Show them that it's not really a, it's just a cover, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> Still pretty cool, though. All and, over the field last night. Yep, and Tyler, if you want one, email me. We'll get you one. Um, Jack Hilliard, I hope Veach keeps the team young. Stram kept his championship player uh, players too long. Absolutely did. Absolutely. Uh, didn't turn over the roster. So and Jack, Jack already wants guys to yeah. cut. <laughs> Get rid of them. That's the point we were just talking about, though, is that this team is not at that point. No, no, they're not they, old enough yeah. to be They've at still point. got right. a few more years before you have a chance to be too loyal. Right. Jack Wafer, um, thanks for your aw awesome coverage. You'll always get a mention Thanks, Jack. Another. I've saved all the special sections you've done. See you back in Kansas City soon. Another like. Another like, oh, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> like Jack. Let's boost that comment. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Um, Mike Burris, thank you very much for these discussions. You all have really enhanced the experience. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do love? <laughs> Send all the positive comments. Uh, Todd, send me an email. We'll get you. We'll get you one too as well. So, all right. Uh, that's it for the season, but, uh, but that's not it for Chiefs news. And I believe there's an event coming up later this week that might involve the Chiefs in downtown Kansas City. 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday, going to be a parade. What do we think about the numbers? Bigger than the Royals five oh, years I, ago? Absolutely. They'll estimate it at 1.5 million <laughs> or something. <laughs> that's right. There's 2 million people in the Kansas City metro area. There'll be 2.3 million people. Yeah. At the Are we really going to haggle about crowd size? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, 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 we went there. All right. Save that for when you make the White House trip. Got the newcomer. <laughs> oh. You're the one who's going to be going from White House to the White House, aren't you? <laughs> um, it's a sore subject. <laughs> all right. So uh, we all... Some of us have planes to catch, and others have breakfast to eat, and uh, we have uh, uh, we have really enjoyed talking to you guys this For season. Sure. It's been it's been a blast, longest season in uh, Chiefs history, I guess. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's never been a Facebook Live after post game in February, uh, so this this is a first. Um, and again, as we said at the top, uh, Big O Tires. It's been terrific working with you guys. Look forward to continuing work with Big O Tires over the next uh, several weeks, maybe months. So for Vahe, for Sam McDowell, for Herbie Teope, for Sam Mellinger, for Jill Toyashiba behind the camera, you guys take care. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. 
Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Some of the Super Bowl stories are in the show notes, and there is fantastic coverage on KansasCity.com. Hope you picked up a Kansas City star today. Thanks to Jill Toyashiba for producing the Facebook Live and to Derek Donovan for producing the podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday with another edition of Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.